Welcome to Interstellar. I am starting a new series called Teaching My Husband Astrology. So I'm joined. I am the named husband. (laughs) Yes, I'm joined here by my husband, Anthony. Hi, everybody. You might remember him from such episodes as The Office episode and Love Languages. Yep, frequent visitor. (laughs) So this first episode... um, Basically, what I wanted to do is break down astrology into uh, lessons, and we're going to start off with the history of astrology. Okay. So I'm just going to kind of go through like the general timeline of events and where astrology came from, and feel free to give your commentary in between. Because I (laughs) represent a character you might empathize with, or some of your listeners might empathize with. I'm a person who knows literally nothing about astrology. Well, not literally. I know I know that I'm a Taurus. Yeah. And, and you I mean you've heard me talk about I've it. And I've heard my wife speak pretty much every day about it. <laughs> but I know none of the details, so I'm going to learn a thing or two. Yes. And I will say disclaimer like I'm not a professional astrologer. I Dibble and dabble in astrology. Dibble I've, and dabble. <laughs> I've done my research, um, but I'm sure that there are things that I don't know about astrology. So if I say something that is wrong or um, that you have a different take on, feel free to let me know in the comments. I'm always, you know, learning. So um, anyway, so we're going to start with the history of astrology and just where this all came from. Okay. So I think it's just kind of a necessary intro, especially because of the nature of this. Like for people that don't know my husband, he is what we like to call a skeptic. Skeptic. Mm-hmm. I want to make that sound all evil <laughs> in post-production. <laughs> make a, a deep voice. <laughs> um, yeah. He rolls his eyes at the very mention of like my moon sign and what that could possibly mean. So he's going to have questions, I'm sure, throughout this whole thing. Yeah, I'm going to have a number of them. But that's why we're doing this. So I thought that it would be good to do our first episode on the history and development of astrology because um, I've been studying up and, um, I don't know, just from a skeptic's point of view, it like kind of baffles me that people think that the moon like has an effect on the entire fucking ocean. And like women's bodies and cycles and everything, but it can't possibly have an effect on like human behavior. That um, kind of astounds me. So I hope to sway you through this. I feel that's a very optimistic perspective. <laughs> As are most of my perspectives. Yeah. <laughs> so um, okay, let's just let's just get into it. Well, first, I actually want to go through a few like astrology terms and just t- kind of like get your first reaction, like rapid fire, one word or phrase that comes to your mind when I say these terms, just to get a little idea of where you're at. Okay. Uh, Birth chart. Do you know what that is? (laughs) Um, That is information pertaining to something about the planets when you're born. Okay. More or less. All right. Okay. Sun sign. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> nope, that doesn't do anything for me. No. Saturn. 
The best planet. <laughs> Why is it the best planet? Because it has rings and it's dopest. Everybody knows rings <laughs> make everything count more. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Um, Mercury. Um. The first planet from the sun. Okay. Um, now I'll just go through the signs and tell me like the first thing that comes to your mind for each of the signs. It can be like someone you know that, that that's that sign or it can be a trait, a personality trait that you know relates to that sign or just nothing <laughs> if you don't know anything about it. Um, Aries. Um, I know nothing. <laughs> You know nothing, Jon Snow. <laughs> oh, there it is. He's Jon Snow is an Aries? No. Oh. <laughs> uh, Taurus. Me. <laughs> Cancer. <laughs> uh, crabs, right? <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? It's crabs. Yes, crabs. Is mm-hmm. the, is the uh, Cancer? Yeah. I knew that one. Okay, Leo. A lion. Virgo. Um... Isn't that like a goat or something? <laughs> no, oh, not at all. I thought it was a goat with like horns. No, that's Capricorn. Oh, damn. I should have known horn, corn. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not how they were named. But okay, go on. Um, Libra. Um, nope. Scorpio. The scorpion. Mm-hmm. And... Do and you Drake. know? Okay, I was gonna say you probably October's know October's very Drake. own, of course. <laughs> Sagittarius. Um, is Sagittarius the like one with the bow and arrow? Yeah, I knew it. It is very good. Yeah, not bad. Okay, Capricorn. Now you know. Okay, now I know it's a goat. <laughs> Aquarius. Philip. Uh, Aquarius. <laughs> um, this is the dawning of Aquarius. What is that song? That's from Anchorman. Yeah. <laughs> well. Well, no, okay. it's not <laughs> um, Pisces. That's you. Yeah. The two I know for sure. Okay. So, yeah. So Just to get an just idea. Just to get an update, I know literally next to nothing. <laughs> I know surface You know some of the facts, animals related. And I know some of the animals yeah. vaguely and, and horrifically and correctly on others. Okay, so it looks like we have our work you have cut out for time. us. Yeah. Okay, let's get into the history. So, human beings have been measuring the stars and planets for pretty much since the dawn of civilization. Um, astrology has evolved over eons, and in the past, astrology was much more for survival. So, civilizations hunted, planted, and migrated with the stars, so by nature's rhythm. Uh, for many centuries, astrology and astronomy were considered like one and the same. And humans were at the mercy of nature, so they viewed the heavens with like fear and superstition, basically. So they, you could say that they weren't superstitious, but they were a little stitious. <laughs> His face right now. Um, they even considered weather to be the work of nature's gods. Because basically, like, a flood could wipe out their food supply. Or it could, um, you know, the right amount of rainfall could guarantee a bountiful harvest. And they felt that that was, like, the work of the gods. Gotcha. So by tracking the stars, they were able to plan and predict certain 
patterns. Um, and mathematical, scientific, and technological advances have given us more control over our lives in the physical universe. And as a result, astrology has become more of like a tool for living. So astrology's best use today is sort of as a method for like planning and gaining more uh, self-awareness and understanding to um, relationships and interactions with others. Um, so just as a rough like timeline for how this came about, uh, the farthest back that we've like attract attracted uh, tracked astrology <laughs> is um, to 30,000 BC. And so between 30,000 and 10,000 BC, the roots of astrology began uh, with, earth, with earliest civilization. Maps of the stars existed long before maps of the actual earth. Uh, archaeologists have found cave paintings, mammoth tusks, and bones marked with the lunar phases. Um, man has long coped with uncertainty and the change brought by nature's cycles by tracking the stars. And the seven visible planets were essentially like our first GPS, how people migrated and moved. In 6000 BC, the Sumerians in Mesopotamia note the movements of the planets and the stars. And in 2400 to 331 BC, the Babylonians, known as the Chaldeans, um, continue what the Sumerians started, inventing the first astrological system. Uh, and that was developed over thousands of years, basically. They created the zodiac wheel that we use today and um, also created like the, what the planets and the houses mean. And that was around like 7,000 BC, or, or sorry, 700 BC. The oldest known horoscope chart is believed to date to 409 BC, which is crazy because that's my angel number, 409. Um, 331. Up, <laughs> That's how I always remember it. It's my birth time. So, um, 331 BC to 5th century AD, Alexander the Great conquers Bab uh, Babylon, and the Greeks eventually start making advances in astrology, along with developments in medicine, geometry, mathematics, and philosophy. The modern names for the planets and zodiac signs come from Greek literature and are based on Greek gods. Um, so that's where like a lot of the personality traits come from. And uh, in 140 AD, I always pronounce this wrong, but it's P-T-O-L-M or E-M-Y. I think it's Ptolemy. Because the P isn't pronounced. Ptolemy. <laughs> Put I have a Ptolemy Ptolemy, Ptolemy, I believe, um, publishes what's called the Tetra Biblos, which is one of the most revered astrology works ever written. Uh, the Tetra Biblos contains more um, of the core techniques of astrology used to this day, including planets, zodiac signs, houses, and aspects or the angles that relate the planets to each other. 5th century AD, the Roman Empire falls and Western astrology disappears for 500 years and the Arabs continue studying and developing Greek astrology. Middle Ages, astrology flourishes and is an intrinsic part of the culture practiced by doctors, astronomers, mathematicians. Advances in mathematics help astrologers develop a more accurate and sophisticated 
chart. Many esteemed European universities at this time, including Cambridge, had astronomy um, or had astrology chairs, and royals had court astrologers. Many popes were pro-astrology, and uh, the monk and mathematics professor Placidus created the house division system used by astrologers today. When Copernicus advanced the theory that the Earth travels around the sun, he dedicated his main work to astrologer Pope Paul III. Belief in astrology began to decline as the church gained power and was seen as heresy and superstition during the Inquisition. Galileo himself was found guilty of heresy and had to renounce his astrological beliefs to save his life. 17th to 18th century was the age of reason. Sounds like your time. <laughs> yeah, when people started thinking. <laughs> They're like, wait a second. Okay, um, what if none of that's real? Except for it was like a lot about like Catholicism, so yeah. it's sort of like religion. I know that it was not that. Yeah. Um, the Protestant Reform Movement basically started in like the mid 1500s, and that abetted astrology's decline. Later, rationalism becomes the popular consensus during the Age of Enlightenment, 1650 to 1780, in Western European cafes and salons emphasizing reason, analysis, and individualism, a reaction to excessive superstition, authority, and control from institutions such as the Catholic Church. Skepticism and science were seen as a way to... um, reform society and bring back temperance and balance. Astrology was viewed as mere entertainment and not a valid science, and most astrologers worked under pseudonyms. 19th century, renewed interest in spirituality and mysticism in England invigorated astrology again in Europe. Psychologist Carl Jung, 1875-1961, to pioneers the use of astrology in analysis and other developments in the field are made. 20th to 21st century, so in like the 1920s, newspapers and magazines began publishing sun sign-based horoscopes uh, that were that are like basically read today. And since they only gave like 12 predictions for the entire world's population, they're seen as more entertainment, same same way as pretty much anyone views sun sign horoscopes, I would say. It's sort of a generalization. And later in the century, computers made it fast and easy to cast charts. So before astrologers had to do these like laborious birth charts, they had to like actually calculate um, the degrees of of the, uh, the planets. And um, now we have computer systems that calculate all of that for us, but many professional astrologers still like can calculate birth charts. Um, I want to read this quote by Kevin Burke, um, who wrote Astrology, Understanding the Birth Chart. Astrology is the study of cycles. By observing the cyclical movements of the planets, we are able to gain a greater understanding of the cycles and patterns in our own lives. Astrology can be a powerful tool for healing and transformation, and it can be a key that can unlock a greater spiritual connection to the universe. Although astrology is not fortune-telling, when skillfully applied, astrology can be an extremely effective predictive tool. 
On a personal level, astrology can give us insight into our personal issues, our patterns, fears, and dreams. Astrology is a tool that can help us understand and unlock our highest potentials and that can teach us to live in harmony with the universe. Thoughts? <laughs> none, none whatsoever. Just a lot of information. Okay, so do you have any understanding of like the the reason that the astrologers think that it sounds to me like astrology was born to give um, spiritual concepts to scientific events. It sounds like astrology is more or less an offshoot of astronomy, and it was an attempt to connect a Sueda religion to scientific phenomena. I would actually completely agree with that. It's it, it reminds me of the Wiccan concepts, where where everything's rooted in the earth and natural healing, like kind of and, pagan and, concepts, and, and pagan concepts yeah. that people connect a spirituality to mm -hmm. for one reason or another, whether or not it's to connect to nature mm -hmm. or whether or not it's to find, you know, a high, a it's higher, finding like deeper meaning in meaning. Yeah, nature exactly. yeah. and With, science, within yeah. nature or within science. It's like adding a, it's like adding an extra layer of frosting on top of an already frosted thing. Right. Basically. Right. Um, so what do you think about like the birth chart and how that could possibly like how your birth chart. So your birth chart is a snapshot of where the planets were when you were born. Um, what are your thoughts on like how that could have an effect on people? Um, again, for me, all of this is all you, you make of it what you make of it. Mm -hmm. So for me, somebody can choose. Usually if somebody makes something of those kind of things, it's because they want to is what I'm trying to get at. Mm -hmm. I think if one of these birth charts explains something that you feel is missing in your life or an, uh, uh, it answers a question that you have had for a while, you're going to obviously make use of it. Other than that, it's speculation in my opinion. Yeah. So basically you know you're I mean? saying like I'm you saying, can find meaning in I'm what you, you want to find, find meaning, meaning in. In, in, mm -hmm. in any of this, not even specifically the birth chart. Which is sort of spirituality about, in general. It goes back to what you said. The whole thing with this is to help people connect or garner an understanding of themselves or their relationship or their intrinsic or, you know, external experiences. To, to, it's just like a religion where where it's an attempt to explain like the the experience of life, right? Because we can never really truly never know. Really, truly know. It's yeah. not like everything is always speculation. A, so. An exact science, yeah, you know. Exactly. So so for me, it's all about participation, just like anything is really in life. Like if you really dedicate yourself to the understanding or. Even beyond just the understanding, the actual like you you have to buy into these things. Right. You have to buy into the belief of of the planets, you know, carrying that the, the planets or their end or their position and you know, or the stars can affect carry different energies. Yeah, and can affect like that, yeah. different circumstances in, in not only your life but other lives as well. You have to you have to buy into certain things in order to to take meaning of these things. So yeah. I think with the birth chart, it's a more expansive, more in depth attempt to flesh out the speculation about mm -hmm. it. You know what I mean? It's 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 a it's a further attempt to go back to the core of this, which seems to me that astrology began 
more or less, you know, who knows what came first, the chicken or the egg, but, but in tandem with astronomy. So it seems like a more attempt or, or like a greater attempt at being more um, detailed with how you connect right. astronomy and astrology. That's kind of what That's the birth exactly chart it. is. Is it's like, okay, well, we could do something broad or, or I could tell you within the degrees, you know what I mean? Right. What, how, how this is going to connect to your astrology side of, you know, the spiritual side of this science, I guess, is, is what astrology is basically trying to fight its way for validity in is, is, is really, it's a spiritual thing based around a natural thing. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And so people need to either buy into that or not, whether it's the birth chart or the readings or the horoscopes or whatever it may be. Yeah, I agree with that. I would say like people who are more apt to believing in deeper meaning and spirituality are more Connected interested in astrology or, you know, and, and they're looking who, for answers to those questions. Right. Right. And and when you're looking for answers to questions, and everyone has their own answers yeah. to that, you know, and some mm-hmm. with some it's religion, and with some it's astrology, and yep. you know, it, it represents different things for for every individual, for sure. Exactly. So the idea is that the sun and all the other planets have their own gravities to them. Mm-hmm. And that they orbit at different rates and create an electromagnetic field. Um, basically, the symphony of all of them creates a unique electromagnetic field. So that magnetizes them to one another and to the Earth. And astronomy and much of astrology is based on the geometric angles between them at any given time. So that is what the birth chart is based on. Basically, they say that, um, so when you're like in your mother's womb and you're floating in like amniotic fluid, you have no gravity. Like you're essentially floating. You're not like affected by that electromagnetic field. And then when you're like, when you're birthed, when you come into the world, your birth chart is a snapshot of the exact electromagnetic energy that affects you and imprints on you when you enter this world. Ah. That's the idea. So the concept is that our personality is is created the moment we enter the world mm-hmm. because of the gra- the electromagnetic Because of the energies of the that hit us when system. we are born. Which to me, I mean, as I've like done my research on astrology and everything, you know, it's very iffy. <laughs> that part to me is like, okay, I I do believe in energies. I do believe that spirituality and everything, everything is all energy. That makes sense to me. Like everything in nature is energy, you know? But the fact that like it imprints on us when we're born, that part, that I, it's just still a lot of information. Way, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, that, I, I would say a- most like actual professional astrologers will tell you like, These are just guidelines, and we do all have free will. So you have, like, the opportunity to either, like, use these things as a tool or not, you know, that sort of thing. Like, that's how it is with anything, really. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the the theme behind most religions is to apply the concepts, you know, and as as you see fit to, to 
better your life and to, and to better yourself as a person. But right. it does seem a little strange that it would be predetermined upon the moment that you enter the world, mm-hmm. your, your archetype, so to speak, as a person. But then to also say that even though that's the basis of the spirituality of the whole thing, that mm-hmm. it, you know, you still have free will. You can apply it if you want to, basically. Yeah. Seems well, a I mean, back and forth to me. It's supposed to be that basically these are traits that are like innate for you. Like that's the innate energy that you enter this world with. And then like sort of like how you how you adjust and how you live your life and what you choose to do with that information is up to you. You know, that's why like sun sign astrology doesn't really like work because that's just a generalization. It's like one piece of the very large puzzle and it doesn't take into account like free will of the person and like what their life experiences are and like how they've chosen to adjust. Isn't astrology kind of a generalization too then? Because it's all centered around a, a pretty small group that have, you know, finer details to them. But at the end of the day, you're still boiling it down to however many signs it is. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's, a, that's a generalization in itself though. Right. But every chart is going to is be different, different for, for a specific thing. Because and, it's a different makeup of those 12 is, signs. Is, it's still explaining all those differences with the same exact general concepts. Yeah. It's all like, like if you're a birth chart and you're under a Taurus at all, it eventually flows back up to the fact that you're a Taurus. Like you can get Not necessarily, with it, but it is still a generalization, I feel. Your sun sign is, yeah, very much. Well, but, all of it. Like if a sun sign is a generalization, then that would, that would imply to me that all of it is a generalization. Because you can't possibly explain the intricate details of billions and billions of billions of people. You need billions and billions of signs. Well, that's why the different makeups of the different charts are all different. It's like no, no two people are going to have the same chart. Even they say twins, because they're born whatever, four minutes apart or five minutes apart, they can have different rising signs. They can have different moon signs. Like um, Their charts can be completely different. Similar, but different in certain ways that could have an effect on their lives, you know? Um, But yeah, I guess the idea with like the energy imprinting on you has to do with your, what's called your subtle anatomy, which is, deals with like your endocrine system and your, like your chakras basically. Um, So it's saying that that energy imprint goes into your subtle anatomy and affects like the way you operate in the world from the beginning. It's kind of a crazy idea <laughs> yeah. when you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree. Yeah. Um, but like that being all said, you know, I I buy into it to a certain degree. Like I've done my chart and there are things in my chart that I cannot deny that are very true for me. And there are things in your chart that I've done that I can't deny. Like those are really ways that you are. So I, if anything else, like I would say it's not a science. I would say it's more of like an art and it's your perception because like a, a good astrologer is based on how they calculate things and then their perception of the chart and like how everything relates to each other. It is like an art basically. It's how you put it together and what you take from it, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Basically, whether you buy into that or not, it's really it's up like to you. It's kind of like being a good pastor in the sense that it all boils down to how you interpret 
and and how you the information yeah exactly how you convey you the information to yeah. others yeah instead of speculating from the bible though you're doing it from a from a set of information you gain from people's birth charts or whatever it may be right but my thing is like most importantly if it causes people to like look at themselves and become more self-aware and to take control of the way they guide their life and like the way they operate and like better themselves, then is, is it harmful? No, you know, like it's not. I know that that's the discussion though. Yeah. I, think, I, I mean, I don't think anybody says that it's harmful. I would say that people argue that it's misguided and therefore it is harmful or da- some would say even dangerous. But if you make that case against astrology, you have to make it for Christianity and Catholicism and Buddhism and all these other things right. too, that we right. have skewed beyond what their original concepts were. Do you think that astrology could be just as dangerous as religion? Um, if it was given the same level of platform, I, I think that any 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 religion is always, no matter what anybody says, it boils down to faith. It, it boils down to a speculation and a belief that something And how you real. apply it. You, you, and how you apply it, exactly. Yeah. So uh, we've seen what happens when that, it, when that kind of blind faith is taken too far. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And so I think any of these spiritual experiences, if given that amount of power and if those steps are taken, then of course any of them can become dangerous. Yeah, it's really all what you make of it. But it's, like, yeah, it's not even just a religion. It's any concept. If you get, if you get, you know, extreme, if you get extremist about any any concept or anything you believe in, you know, that can be dangerous for sure. But I don't think that astrology existing on its own is theoretically dangerous. It's an, it's an attempt to explain the human experience, which humans have been doing since the beginning of time. So there are a thousand versions of this is mm-hmm. what my belief is. And if you, if you take, if you take issue with one of them, you have to take issue with all of them. That's my, that's my belief. That's true. Is that they all operate. Do you take issue with all of them? <laughs> no, but I do challenge all of them. Yeah. I don't accept spirituality just because I'm told I should have spirituality. Yeah, you're more apt to like I'm, only accept things it, that are tangible that I you can see it, with I your eyes it. and feel like yep. <laughs> if I feel it, I feel it. I don't I'm I've never since since I was young, I've never just accepted spirituality as a reality. Um so I don't I I try not to discount things, but I definitely I get through things with logic. That's how I operate in life. Yeah. And so this is no different. The question of religion or spirituality my entire life has been through that lens of mm-hmm. of it it has to make sense with logic for me. Otherwise mm-hmm. I just don't like I'm not a I'm not a blind leaper. Mm-hmm. Um but I do I do try to go to go to lengths to understand these things. And I do understand I think I you know I have my own speculations as to why Religion is a thing that that humans are so drawn to and compelled by, right? Or spirituality in general. I shouldn't even be saying religion. It's, it's spirituality is a concept that gets you know forms itself into a religion. But do you think there is like higher meaning or higher purpose in life? And do you think do you have any like shred of spirituality? Would you say I have a spirituality in the sense that I I believe in 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 a very intrinsic version. Like I, I'm a spiritually, I believe in myself and, yeah. and my power to ride the wave of life and ascend when I want to and control all of that. But Babe, it kind of sounds like you're a witch. Maybe I am who <laughs> I am. 
<laughs> but, a uh, warlock. <laughs> yeah, but I just don't. I, I don't look. I, I don't look externally for those things. Mm-hmm. I try to find them within myself. That's kind of how I've always operated. So, and to be honest with you, I don't. I don't labor over the afterlife questions. So that's never that side of things never drew me to yeah. to spirituality. So, uh, yeah, for me, I've always. I've always processed the world and I've always processed life from the inside out. And so that's where it all starts for me. That's where it's all grounded. Yeah. I try to I try to pull that out of myself before I get to the point where I'm looking other places for it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I would say we're more or less the same in that way. But I would say that I have a like natural tendency towards like a little more of the like the woo-woo stuff than you do. And you have more of a um, tendency towards like approaching everything with a very like analytical and logical. Yeah, I, um, I like to mindset. go in, into it with the most realistic aspect, even if it's a negative connotation or any, even yeah. if it's like a negative outlook on it. It sets me up for what I always perceive to be the reality of the situation. Yeah, do you know what I mean? You're thinking, and I'm feeling. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, which you know, there's a good blend of both. Is how you live successfully for sure, but. It's just like anything. There's a balance to be achieved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not. It's not. I'm not here saying skepticism is even the correct answer. In fact, I'm saying just to question things enough to like really, truly believe in what you end up believing. Like right. If you just dive straight in and you don't ask any questions, it's pretty easy to pull over anything. And if you can find somebody who just wants something to believe in, that's how most of this starts. But if you go in and you question and you and you you personally put it through its paces mm-hmm. and it still sticks with you, then it's there's validity there's validity to it regardless of what anybody says. Yeah, in my opinion, because yeah. you know you have found meaning for it in yourself, and that's I think where what most general believers in any spirituality will argue is that it's like it it you come to some kind of understanding with yourself that it's a belief you have. Regardless of what you've you've asked of it, right? And so that's the important thing is I just think it's important to ask these things and to challenge them and to look them in the face and see what they're really made of. You know what I mean? Because then agree. you can find the the actual truth behind most of this stuff. Definitely, and like I think that if you choose to believe in something, it's not necessarily like proving whether or not it's legitimate. It's just what it like. What is it for you? Like for me, I was saying it's like a tool. For understanding, understanding myself and understanding others, and, and you, yeah. exactly, and so whether or not astrology is a real or fake, quote unquote, like it, that doesn't necessarily matter to me. It's like what it's added to my life, and like what it's been for me, and like how it's let me like understand myself more. And I don't think that that's like a bad thing. No, at I all, think that's the you know, mo- I think that's the most valid version of it. Yeah, in my opinion, that's how it should be. You yeah. know, defiant, defiant in your belief of it, but in an understanding that you can always, it can, it can grow in your understanding of it can change one way or another. Mm-hmm. You should be always willing to see the truth, whatever that may be. Yeah. But I do believe that if you believe in something, you, you back it, you believe it, but you get to, you do the proper work so that you can honestly believe in something. Yeah. You know what I mean? You ask Definitely. the hard questions first and then you, then you back it not yeah. stop from then on, so. That being said, what are some of your questions that you have? Because this is going to be like an ongoing thing, ongoing episode. So 
I'd like to address some of the questions that we both have about astrology throughout this series. So do you have any off your off the top of your head? Any, any predisposed ones? And like I said, the, based on the history, it reminded me a lot of of other things. Uh, other than this, other than the sense that while some are based on on story and lore or an individual uh, in history, mm-hmm. this seems to have been born nearby, if not at the exact same time as the science of astronomy. Mm-hmm. So I think more than maybe. Most of the of the larger religions, mm-hmm. um, this as far as the spirituality is unique in the sense that it's born of a natural pheno- phenomenon. So right. my my question is, where does the where do, where's the where's the divisional line between the two? You know what I mean? Like yeah. When is when is science science and when is spirituality spirituality? It's kind of hard when, so, when I know one it's is kind born of it's not really other. like a hard stop. Honestly, yeah, I think you know? you, I think it all kind of just blurs and flows into the other. Yeah, that's my biggest question. I think still with it is um, sort of like where the the personality traits that we know now to be part of astrology, like when exactly those were. Yeah, created and, and what they're based on. I know that like there's talk that they're based on Greek gods and like the personality traits of those gods. It but feels very similar to me to Greek mythology. Exactly, and the concepts surrounding these archetypes. That's kind of what Greek mythology is. Comprised and I know of, some of Greek like mythology the, is a little more story based, story driven. Yeah, um, I know some of the gods of like Greek mythology are based on the planets. Too, so that would make sense. Um, like the you know the god of war and Mars is the red planet, and that's mm-hmm. you know symbolizes aggression and all these things. So like there are like elements of it that I'm like okay, I understand that. But like the personality traits that we know now, like where do these come from? Some people say that they were um, you know given by the cycles of nature. So like. Um, the first sign of the zodiac is Aries, and some people think in the history that Aries was named because um, that first season where they're planting seeds or whatever was when the like the the rams would appear, the Aries ram would like appear in nature and like be whatever they're like breeding and stuff during that time, and then the traits given to Aries were based on the ram. So like very kind of like aggressive and instinctual and like, you know, were based on the animals. But then some of the signs are not animals. Like Virgo is like the virgin, like, you know, so it's just kind of like, I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to tell like where each of them came from. So I would imagine it's something where it's changed over time. Over time and with as, as far a lot as of different civilizations. With, I and a lot of pe- it's like a Wikipedia page at this point. Yeah. Like it's been added to and changed and altered. Yeah. And it's hard to even say what the original version is, but yeah. there's, there's a million examples of that. I mean, because a lot of this predates like actual books. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. St- you know, like this started with ca- like cave paintings of the lunar phases. So it's not like the history is always going to be like exact. But, um, yeah, so I think most of my questions would be, be around that, like where those traits came from and and what the traits that we know today are based on. So um, I hope to explore that a little bit more. I think our next episode will be about the 12 signs and sort of 
um, the aspects that go into each of those. Gotcha. So. I'm looking forward to hearing about them because <laughs> I know little to nothing about pretty much all of them except for the Taurus. And the only ones I really know about the Taurus are the ones I've been told my whole life. Which is that they're stubborn, that right? They're stubborn. <laughs> that's, that's the extent of my knowledge. Which here, is so. a fact, I would say, but. <laughs> yeah, it's a fact. I'll give you that one. They got that one dead on, so they do have one in the in their corner. There, there's a score one for astrology. <laughs> I am stubborn, but you win again, astrology. All right, so that that will I think that's a good stopping point for history, and we'll see you guys next time on teaching my husband astrology. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, thanks for listening to Interstellar. As always, you can catch us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at EnterStellarPod. Let us know what you thought about the episode. And also, we want to give a quick shout out to Soundboy for our theme music. You can catch him at SoundboyMix.com for all of your mixing and mastering needs. (laughs) And we'd also like to shout out some of our favorite podcasts and fellow pod fam. Uh, First of all, Committee Pod. Uh, definitely check them out. Also, our friend Angel has a new podcast called Caught in the Middle, and that one's going to be really awesome and exciting. So please check that out. Um, Let us know in the comments if you listened, and we will catch you next time.